The best healthcare is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a healthcare partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. Hi, I'm Shaletta Brundage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner. But my most important role is mom. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family too. Shaletta Brundage is known as the autism mom, not just because she's got three kids on the spectrum, but because she's an advocate who works to educate and inspire other moms of kids with special needs. Can you believe Christmas time is almost here? The decorations, the holiday parties, the family gatherings. You know, it's amazing that we've had COVID in our lives for what, three Christmases now? Um, And, you know, as as the virus spreads and people are testing positive uh, for COVID, um, more so than we have been in times past as we are doing more holiday gatherings for Thanksgiving, right? Um, COVID should not put that much of a hitch in our holiday plans, thankfully, uh, because of the vaccine. Uh, But COVID being um, a part of our everyday lives has exposed the gap in healthcare. And for those of us who have kids with autism, we already see it. And especially for those of us who are from families and communities of color, we live it. We have lived it for generations. Um, Rates, vaccination rates continue to be lower among Black folks. And I have done everything that I could possibly do to tell you why it is so vitally important to get the shot, to keep yourself and your family protected. And listen, if you are hesitant, I was too. I need y'all to remember that when this vaccine first came out, I was the first one to say, I'm not getting it. I'm not shooting that bologna juice up in my arm. I don't know what this is. Until my son, for his 16th birthday, told me all he wanted me to do was to get the shot. That's it. I don't want shoes. I don't want money. I just want you to get vaccinated. And that made me think. Who's going to be around here to take care of my kids if something happens to me? I don't want my husband getting no new wife, okay? He gets the same old raggedy me, 
Okay, I ain't gonna die. And then he get a new wife, and they be in here happy. He gonna be unhappy with the old wife he been having. And, and so I need to talk about this because I thought it was just me. I thought it was just something that I was thinking. But Anari Muhammad, a PhD student at the University of Minnesota, uh, has recently published, recently uh, did a study and, and a paper, and and everyone is talking about it right now. And I'm just so grateful that she chose to give us a little bit of her time today uh, to talk about the study and so, so we can experience and explore these uh, racial uh, gaps in healthcare that we talk about so much. But now you have put pen to paper and you have some stats, you have some information, you have some research, you have some studies. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Now, Anari, talk to me about your studies at the University of Minnesota. What are you working on? What are you doing over there? Yeah, so I'm a PhD candidate uh, at the School of Public Health uh, in the final year of my program. And my research focuses on you know, really looking at racial, ethnic, and socio-demographic disparities in vaccine uptake in the state. Now listen, we'll get back to the podcast in a minute. But first... You manage expenses. You manage risk. You manage market fluctuations. You manage productivity, inventory, and delivery. And some days, you just manage. Work with a banker who understands that helping your business through challenging times takes a thoughtful plan creative thinking, and a partner you can count on. Work with Bremer Bank, because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org You know the look, the look of surprise and delight. The look on their faces when you give them a holiday gift that was completely unexpected and yet just right. This year, I'm shaking things up. I'm giving Minnesota Lottery Scratch Games to friends and coworkers. There are four festive games to make the season bright. I promise you, seasonal scratch games will be a big hit at your office parties and gift exchanges. It's a new way to show your holiday appreciation to those special folks who've helped you all year long. Best of all, Minnesota Lottery Scratch Games are quick and easy to buy during this busy time of the year. So, shake things up. You'll love the look they give you, and they'll love to play. Minnesota Lottery, I am in, must be 18 or older to play. And how long have you been doing this work? Um, Since about um, the start of the pandemic, okay. I would say, yeah. Well, why um, in your um, research and the studies that you've been doing, aren't Black people getting vaccinated? Yeah, so um, Black people of certain age groups in Minnesota tend to have lower, you know, COVID vaccination rates than than other ethnicities. And looking at the, those numbers, I was curious as to why, right? So numbers tell you what is going on, but they don't always tell you why. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the best way to, to get to that was to talk to Black people, specifically Black women in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know, they... they make healthcare decisions for themselves, but also for their families. Um, and influence and so, their friends. Girl, they talk about people being influencers. Black women are the most vocal influencers. Girl, we want to shut the whole city down if we get to talking too much. And, and so it's not just our family and ourselves, mm-hmm. but it's our friends, it's our church members, it's our neighbors, it's our high school friends, it's everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, I think they are really the core of the black community. 
Yeah. And, um, and so you were, were doing this work and, and, and I know for me personally, why I didn't, but why are you finding that black people did not trust or continue to not trust the vaccine? So um, with my study, I tried to look at both sides, right? I talked to people who were vaccinated and, and people who weren't. And, um, you know, those, the participants who were vaccinated talk, talked about um, having trust already in the healthcare system and in, the in, in, in science and in vaccination. And that made them more willing to get vaccinated. Um, they believed that it worked, right? And, and they were okay. Vaccinated, and participants who delayed or didn't get vaccinated right away were concerned about things like, you know, hearing that the vaccine had been developed too fast, mm. um, not feeling, you know, that it was safe for them to get. Um, and and for African American participants specifically, they really talked about feeling hesitant because of the ways that the healthcare system and public health system has historically treated Black people in America, and issues like Tuskegee syphilis experiments and Henrietta Lacks really affected trust in, in public health recommendations. And 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 those are some of those the barriers that I that I um, learned. And about. some some one of the things that you talked about are myths. Um, myths, truths, mm -hmm. things that are just plain old made up that circulate in our community and people begin to repeat them and tell them as fact, right? Mm -hmm. How do you uh, get the fact-based information out there and dispel some of these myths? Because it's really costing people their life. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, the internet and, and social media really allow people to put out myths um, and they and they spread and a lot of times they sound true right and and it's and issues like covid and, and the vaccine that may be a little bit scary to some people and want guidance on these informations and going on TikTok um to find that or like social media and, and things like that might not be the best avenue so you know i really um you know recommend that people not believe everything they see on social media, not believe everything they hear from p other people, and to really go on reputable websites like this state or local health department agencies, um, for example, the Minnesota Department of Health websites, um, which has great information about COVID and, and the vaccine and other relevant health issues, um, and look at other sources as well, like the CDC and mm -hmm. peer review publications and, and information from scientists that have really put a lot of time into this. Um, as And also talk to your healthcare provider as well. Now talk to me about this. What could the healthcare community have done differently so we wouldn't be in this situation? Mm -hmm. You know, for me, um, I, I say w when I decided that I was not going to get the vaccine before I changed my mind, I said, you know, I'm so tired of y'all coming over here telling us what we ought to do. I almost died having three babies. Nobody said nothing. You know, my father had both legs amputated. Nobody said nothing. You know, people are dying in our community. People are stricken in the black community with healthcare challenges that, you know, other communities do not deal with. And everybody is silent about it. Nobody says anything. But now that our health is impacting, um, you know, everyone else's health, not all of a sudden they want to hold the town halls and they want to have information sessions and they want to give me a gift card to get vaccinated. And, and for me, uh, I resented that. That sentiment was really echoed by a lot of our participants because I think people felt like asking a community that has faced significant historical trauma and been the target of a lot of misinformation campaign. And, yeah. you know, we still continue to face a lot of issues like 
increased maternal uh, morbidity and mortality rates. Yeah. Um, asking, you know, that like our community to to trust something before addressing concerns and injustices mm -hmm. that really drive a lot of this hesitancy wasn't right. Um, and so I think, you know, participants wanted to see more representative outreach that includes Black people from local communities that mm -hmm. understand the needs of the community um, to tailor messaging that fits the needs of Black communities and to make sure to, you know, we, we disaggregate that, right? There are things that, that maybe the East African community needs that are different from what the African American community needs. And mm -hmm. to not just lump everyone into, into one umbrella, which kind of misses the different the different issues that impact, you know, these subsets of the black community. So, you know, um, just and, and just making sure that public health outreach and outreach from the healthcare system um, really has our faces, right? Yeah. And that I think that makes people more likely to trust public health messaging. Yeah, talk to me about that because we're talking about developing trust. Representation matters. Representation is so important. Whether you have black doctors at these health fairs, whether you have people who look like us in the commercials or you know in the messages on social media, when we see people who look like us, we know that they've taken the time to get mm -hmm. to know our community, to get to know our unique challenges and, and the things that we face and, and how our bodies are different than, than other communities. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and when and different institutions do that, it, it, you know, it makes, it can also make us feel like, okay, maybe they care enough to, to try to put in this effort. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it also has to be, um, organic, and it also has to be uh, a long-lasting partnership, right? We don't want to see people come to our communities when only when there's like an emergency. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. You know, and to come quick, to do a study, and hop out when you know when they're done and they get what they need. We yeah. need these partnerships to be long-lasting and um, really put us first, right? Put mm -hmm. our communities first. Yeah. And, and you have put the information first. You have put the community first. This is an amazing body of research. You must be so proud of yourself. Now, you have to tell me when uh, you are going up and, and getting that PhD, because, baby, I'm going to tell you something. I won't be clapping on the front row because I love to see beautiful brown women doing amazing things. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I'm, you know, hoping to graduate in May um, and, you know, hoping that you know, for the rest of my career, I can really center the experiences of Black and Brown people in, in my research and in my work. Well, I tell you, the work that you're doing is so vitally important. Um, you are saving lives um, on the front line, making the information available, making us comfortable to talk about the topic, and then being the expert that we need to see. So oftentimes when I'm talking about this, I've got an expert on this show. It don't look nothing like me. They don't have my lived experience. I got to share with them why you have to do this thing a certain way and why you have to, you know, uh, make it authentic and make it engaging. And, and, and some of the things that, that hold us back from being able to trust, you know, you, you already know you have a lived experience that is shared. And so that is going to make it so much easier for you to be our trusted expert, to be our guide, to be um, our source and our refuge. And I don't mean to put that on your shoulders, but I'm going to give it to you today, girl, because because we need you. We need you in these spaces because there's not a lot of you out there. 
and you are so unique and, and so educated and so beautiful. And you have an amazing message and you give it to us in a way as you've done on this show um, that we can all understand and appreciate. So I just want to thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me and giving me a platform to talk about my research. Okay, now, anytime you want to come back, especially when it's time to get a PhD, I want you to come on back because that's going to be a whole nother show, how to get a PhD. That's going to be the how to get a PhD show. Today was the show about making sure that we got this information out that you have taken such good time and care to put together for us so that we can learn uh, from it. But also, we want to be there to celebrate you when you walk across that stage and get that PhD. Let me be your first doctor interview so that when you get your, your doctor... Um, um, let me let me be the I want to be the first. If you go anywhere else, I'm gonna be jealous. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> let me be the first doctor interview, and I'm sure you'll have some other studies and stuff to you know share with us. But it will be so uh, such a great honor to have you on on the show again when you are Doctor Inari Muhammad. Well, you'll be hearing from me in May. <laughs> All right, girl. Hey, party over here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. You have a very happy holiday, and we will talk to you in May. Thank you. All right. And we will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Taking Authority Over Autism. Always fun and informative, Shaletta's a big draw at autism conferences across the country. Find out how you can book her as a featured speaker for your next event at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Ridership on Metro Transit is up. The number of folks taking buses, light rail, commuter trains has jumped by 21% over last year. This means more reliable, extended service and more connection for all of us riders. Have you noticed the expanded service on some key routes? Trips have been added to the Metro Orange Line and the frequency has improved to every 15 minutes. And the Metro A-Line operates every 10 minutes between noon and 6 p.m. on weekdays. Not only that, the bus route that operates in the core routes 2, 10, and 18 all have weekday service increased to every 10 minutes between noon and 6 p.m. All across the system, you're seeing service that is available earlier and later and more service available on weekends. So come along for the ride on your Metro Transit. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. Did you or someone you love just test positive for COVID-19? The good news is that most healthy people who test positive for COVID-19 right now will experience a mild illness and can recover at home. Folks with risk factors for severe illness with COVID-19 may benefit from antiviral medications. These medications are taken by mouth at home and can be picked up at a pharmacy. 
They can be particularly helpful for people who are older, immunocompromised, or who live with some chronic conditions. And here's good news. These treatments can help prevent severe illness, hospitalization, and death from COVID-19. So reach out to your trusted healthcare provider right away if you test positive and are at higher risk. Treatments need to be started soon in order to work best. Your healthcare provider can determine which COVID-19 medication option is best to prescribe. And remember, COVID-19 medications are no substitute for prevention. Vaccines are recommended for people starting at six months of age to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in our community. In today's competitive market, investing in your team is key. Delta Dental of Minnesota offers coverage for your small business from 2 to 100 employees. Unleash the power of smile for your team. Visit deltadentalmn.org forward slash small business. When I walked across that stage at my high school graduation, I was excited but confused about my next step. Then I walked through the doors at Doherty Family College. Doherty Family College is part of the University of St. Thomas. It's a two-year college that lets you earn an associate's degree and puts you on a path to your bachelor's degree. Classes are small, so I have a personal relationship with professors committed to my success. Like the name says, they treat us like family. They call us scholars because they believe we could do anything we put our minds to. They set us up for excellence with free tutoring, and that's not the only thing that's free. Laptops, books, even breakfast and lunch, and bus fare. That's part of the package here at Doherty Family College. It's even free to apply. So do like I did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up a tour. We'd be excited to welcome you to our family here at Doherty Family College. You know Shaletta makes you laugh, but did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. Metro Transit is hiring right now. Metro Transit is looking for mechanics and technicians. These workers do the important work of diagnosing, repairing, and performing preventative maintenance on Metro Transit buses, light rail, commuter trains, and other vehicles. Metro Transit is hiring for maintenance of the way technicians for tracks and railway systems. Starting pay ranges from $29.72 to up to $41 an hour. If you're looking for a secure job that offers a great salary, competitive benefits, and a pension, look no further than Metro Transit. Right now, there's even a $4,000 hiring bonus for these positions. Sweet! Find out more at metrotransit.org slash mechanic dash hiring. That's metrotransit.org slash mechanic dash hiring. Keep your community on the move with a new career with Metro Transit. Are you a woman known as a good listener? Do you have skills in de-escalating situations? Are you what they call a people person? 
then the Minneapolis Police Department would like to meet you. Now in a rebuilding phase, the Minneapolis Police Department is recruiting more women to wear the badge. The department offers career options for women with a high school diploma or GED. There are also opportunities for women with two and four year degrees who are ready to apply their skills in new ways. Police work makes a great second career for social workers, teachers, nurses. Women in their 30s and 40s are welcome to apply. There's no age cap. You'll be paid while you train and mentored by veteran women officers invested in your success. Minneapolis also welcomes current police officers to join the state's largest department. Make a difference on the streets, working in your community, in a career with competitive salaries and generous benefits. Go to MinneapolisMN.gov and search police jobs to find out more. At General Mills, our table is your table and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.